Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. Hey, welcome on board, everybody. It's the WKOK Live Telephone and Talk Show. And let me show. tell you, you missed the greatest intro ever to the program. We had, it was oh, brilliant. <laughs> hey, I want to tell you about the 2022 Ford Ranger. They got one down at the Sunbury Motor Company. A fan, fabulous truck. You're going to get well, 30. You've already told me about it. I know, 30 miles to the gallon on the highway, 20 in the city. It's a 2022 Ford Ranger four-door, which means you're going to comfortably, comfortably fit the whole family, and you can put a child seat in the back seat if you need to. And it's got a five-foot bed, so. And, of course, you can extend that with the little extender. And it's got a power outlet in it, so you can run your whole house, as long as your whole house doesn't use more than 3,000 watts. But it's a 110 power outlet in the back of the truck. And it's just a fantastic truck, right size. And it's that gorgeous color. I don't know what to call it. I call it uh, sort of a slate light blue turquoise grayish color. I'm sure they have a shorter name for it. But it looks like somebody mixed up a bucket of uh, blue paint with gray paint. And it's just a nice color. And, boy, when it's in the sun, it just shines, and it's a fantastic truck. But uh, yeah, economical to buy less than forty grand, and it's available. It's down there on the lot, waiting for you. And yes, Joe, it has air conditioning. I know that's one of the right big here. things. You can. It's got LED lights all the way around, and halogen high beams, and uh, privacy glass, so you, everybody won't be able to watch you in there using your phone while you're driving. You're not supposed to do that anyway. But it's just a fantastic truck. So check check it out. The Sunbury Motor Company. Sunbury Motor Company is our sponsor. So we thank them so much uh, for uh, being on board the On The Mark show. We're going to launch into open phones right now, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Lance, thank you for calling in. You are On The Mark. Okay. Why, anyway, I'm just contrasting the uh, ads you have for uh, car uh, dealers. Uh, the one there where they're selling the cars like candy bars, and then there's the uh, Sunbury Motors ad. It couldn't be more of a contrast. <laughs> well, there's traditional versus, r- yeah, traditional versus contemporary. But that isn't what was on your mind, is it? Oh no, no, no! My goodness, no. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> well, anyway, we think about the war that is being waged upon our police. And the other year, it was like 45 policemen were mercilessly cut down, you know, in the line of duty. Well, I was just looking back here, back in the 20s, when things really roared. In 1927, there were 727 policemen murdered on the job. I found that fantastic. And... uh deal was there. There was a lot of uh, horrible things going on. Well, like in Chicago, of course, that was legendary. But the hitmen would hit. They're hit. Not um, bystanders or anything. They prided themselves in that. Well, there was one guy that they called Mad Dog because he was after his intended quarry and managed to hit five children. One of them died. Now, this really put everybody on a bad, bad uh, footing, you know, with the, with the citizenry and with the other hitman. 
so a couple months later, this particular guy was making a call in a phone booth, and somebody emptied all 50 rounds out of the Thompson into him. And that was because he had killed that kid. And so and I, I, I thought that was... Where are we headed with this? Just so I, I'm, I'm trying to yeah, figure out where, you're, be, where well, you're going. <laughs> well, today, nobody seems to care. Well, I don't you think that's I mean? true. I think people, I think everybody that, cares if a policeman gets shot and killed. Think the no, no, I'm not, no, I'm talking about the kids, what I'm talking about. Oh, the bystanders in Philadelphia yeah, and Chicago. Yeah. Okay, well. Yeah, well, that's really what I'm doing. I don't know, that. are you down there? You you definitely have a sense? You know that the people don't care? I mean, I know the Philadelphia Inquirer's covering it a lot, but that's their local paper. Harrisburg Patriot covered it pretty, or the Penn Live covered it pretty heavily when... Indeed they did. When a bystander got killed down there not too long ago. Or, well, I guess a child got shot. The child didn't die in that particular one, I don't believe. I'm trying to remember. No. I think they didn't. I don't think they did. Well, I'm not saying about nobody. I'm talking about the uh, gangsters themselves. You they interviewed cleaned him up and their they... own act when they uh, killed a, a bystander. You personally talked to these people? These gangsters, and they expressed their ambivalence at shooting kids? Well, it sure seems like that's what was going on. I've been doing a lot of reading about that. And uh, it, it seems like, uh, well, honor among thieves, I guess, but uh, that it's an altogether different mindset. They were feuding among themselves and really worried if they hit anybody besides the gangsters mm. in the other gangs. Right, but that mindset's gone. That much is clear. You can observe. That much is verifiably true. Yeah, that's what I'm trying, right. to, trying to say. Right. Uh, well, I don't think you have professional hitmen. I think you have maybe gangs or young people that are primarily doing this or drug dealers that are sort of don't have an organized crime they're just you know doing trying to kill somebody else for some reason maybe related to drug crime but it's certainly not as organized as it was in chicago in the 20s and then also the police themselves really put themselves on the line to fight them and in this process got nailed like that and here John Hinckley was uh, supposedly going to be let out, but I guess they rescinded that, didn't they? Not that I heard. I haven't heard, but I heard he was out. Yeah, that's what I heard, but then I believe early this morning somebody was talking about that. I listened to several of the uh, news uh, outlets. I'm not sure which one it was. He's back in, okay. I I thought they put the guy back in. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Well, it was another ad there, <laughs> not the ad, but that uh, police, or, yeah, priests and clergymen. I always thought priests were clergy, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> but then, it's, you know, they're talking about the uh, errant uh, pastors in the uh, Baptist uh, denomination. Oh, the Southern which, Baptist, right. Yeah, which they also said was a Protestant denomination. Well, Baptists were never Protestants. Oh, okay. All right. It says on June 15th, Hinckley was fully released from court restrictions. Okay, all right. But I thought for sure they said that there was a whole lot of protests and everything, and he was put back in. Mm, I hadn't heard that. Well, protest right, wouldn't get continues. you put back Maybe in. back in the day there was. All right, thank you so much, Lance. Thanks for calling really in. Take care. Good, yeah. good list of, pro- of, uh, com- of uh, topics. There Whatever. we go. Uh, Stan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. 
so you're back on the air. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, sorry uh, about that. <laughs> uh, so the Senate, of course, you know, they had a vote last night to advance more. They say it's the in to pay uh, states for uh, red flag laws and enhance background checks for you know children, uh, kids, uh, people, not kids, because they're not kids from 18 to 20 years old for firearms purchase. Now, I talked to the sheriff yesterday, and what he's telling me is that their juvie records right now are not part of any background check, that there is the problem when these kids are going out there and getting these firearms and causing problems because they've had most of them have had interactions with the law enforcement, but their juvie records are sealed. Maybe that's what the enhanced part is going to be, that they're going to you know look into the juvie records more. And yeah, that's he what they say. Yeah. Told me, uh, that's you know, what they he, say. Yeah, yeah. He he also told me that when they take when law enforcement takes, especially the local hospital, takes people up there to what do you call it, three hundred nine or whatever, whatever they involuntarily commit to commit them for a mental evaluation. Three hundred two. The doctors, <laughs> the three hundred two. Okay, whatever it was, he told me, but I don't remember. When they go up there, a lot of times the doctors will uh, encourage the person to voluntarily commit themselves. That way it doesn't go on their record and there will be no history of it, basically. You know, when they do background checks, it'll prevent them from not being able to buy firearms. Well, I don't think so they're interested. A problem. I, I, I wouldn't say that it's just to buy firearms. That may be a corollary that comes out of it. But there's a, a wide range of other issues that can pop up in your life if you have a mental health record that is, uh, you know, kept uh, in plain sight on the record, like a 302. It can relate to other things, jobs that you may want in the future. Firearms is part of it. You, if you want to get in the military, if you're interested in doing anything for the government, you know, 20 or 30 years later, where there's a background check, working with children. I mean, it just has a, a wide range of implications. And I'm not sure that it's doctors, but there are definitely people along the way that may say, okay, before we commit you involuntarily. And I think police do it, too. But not every juvenile record involves a heinous crime. Not oh, well, that's does. not what we're talking no, about okay. right now. We're talking about the 302. But so I think, thing, let me finish. It, just let me finish. Okay. I think the 302 topic comes up from police or counselors or mental health workers and maybe physicians, too, or, or medical staff saying, okay, well, before you get 302, you may want to think about this because this has a big implication. The okay. gun is just a tiny Where part of that it. Where is that with relation to the young people? I mean, he's talking about they don't release the That's what he was talking about. Okay, but what does that have to do with mental health? He changed sub. He moved on to the next oh, and then I, line. I got <laughs> lost along the way because right. you gotta it, pay doesn't, attention. it doesn't seem like you have any any anything you're willing to consider, Stan, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I think there's something we can do. No, 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 Joe. I want the juvie record to be out there i want it to be fully exposed if these kids are causing problems i want it to be fully exposed if they're trying to buy firearms but that's what i because said we, to you we yes- all want to prevent problems right but i said to you yesterday that you know someone could look at it if there is an issue with the kid buying the gun without it being released to the general public it doesn't have to be public no 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 no, no. joe <laughs> law enforcement couldn't see it that That's what the sheriff told me. Law, law yeah, enforcement but can't see what it I'm saying when they do is, the background check. Let's say the gun dealer who's selling the gun to the kid. He calls right. he calls somebody, a judge or somebody, and they just check the kid's back re- juvenile record to see if there's that's anything in there. That's how it works. Well, that's how it should work. I don't think you that's should just say... That's not how it works. 
Well, I don't think you kind of want to release every kid's juvenile record forever. There's a reason why society determined that that's not a good idea. Joe, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about firearms purchases. When a person, when a, a dealer calls in for a background check and the state which is the state police in the state of Pennsylvania and other states. It could be their state agency where it goes to the FBI. The juvenile records are not available for that law enforcement to check for any crimes that they have committed that would prevent them from purchasing a firearm. That's the problem. But you're not hearing me. I'm saying it can be done without making the thing a matter of public record. Uh, I'm sorry, but if the cops doing the background check can't get information get that access to that, that's the problem, don't you think? No, because here's the reason why I don't think that. If somebody, if there is a juvenile problem, if somebody can check, whether it be an ombudsman, whether it be a mental health professional, they have access to the kids' records, and they can say, okay, nothing here that would prevent them from buying a gun, or uh, better not sell this kid a gun. It doesn't have to be released for the just a matter of public record anymore, which is what you, what you seem to be advocating. No, no, that's not... You're not hearing me, okay? (laughs) The system is right now, (laughs) when a dealer tries to sell a firearm, you call the PICS number, which is the state police. They run the background check. But when they run the background check right now, if a person 18 to 20 years old has had a juvie record, it does not show up in the system for them to deny or approve that background check. All right, That's well, suppose, what I'm saying. Suppose we have it just pop up and say, this person has a juvenile record. And then before no. before anything well, can be done about tell it, you anything he could have busted away. Anything. No, no, come on. Yes, it won't tell you anything. But you just said they don't know anything at all. Now they know the kid has a juvie record. Yeah, now, but he could have busted a window when he was eight or something. That's my point. That's exactly what I'm saying. Because you don't know how bad it is. <laughs> Somebody should have the right to check yeah, it is... without it becoming a matter of public record, just to determine whether or not what they did as a juvenile is meritorious for denying them right, a you guys permission aren't on the to same have a gun. Here, something. Stan, you're 100 percent right. Thanks for doing the finding. Well, you two of fact. gun nuts are just not willing no, to listen to me. A felony, a felony conviction is a felony conviction. I, I don't agree. care whether you're a juvenile or an adult. That right. precludes you from ever purchasing a firearm. A felony conviction. I agree that's with you. That's what needs to be, and that's what would show up in a background check. But why? I don't care about them breaking a window, throwing a baseball, and getting charged with breaking a window and running away. Right? I don't care about okay, that. Okay, well, then it's you tell me, you tell me your method. Using a firearm, and they're the ones causing the problem. You right, tell you me your go. method for getting that to the police without exposing the entire juvenile record. we got to go. Thank you, Stan. The police should always have <laughs> access to that. How are they to do their job? <laughs> Excellent point, Stan. As always, you're in the right, so we appreciate it. Thank you, sir. I'm sorry Joe can't follow you today. I'll walk him through well, it during the commercial. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'll walk you through it, Joe, during the commercial break. Okay. So a kid gets arrested. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. 
You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk and Show. I'm happy on the to Mark. say that oh, I explained okay. to Mark my position, and you agreed with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think what you're trying to say, but you and Stan weren't talking about the same thing. All right, Eric, you are on the mark. Go right ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. The problem is that Stan <laughs> and so many folks that are associated with the NRA are so afraid of any any law which makes sense is being a step backward that they're trying to put a wall up against everything. And what you're trying to do now with the talk about background checks and everything is just trying to put a Band-Aid on a gaping wound. 20, wow. uh, those under 21 <laughs> should not be able to own assault-style weapons. Six false generalizations in two sentences. That's a lot, even for you, Eric, but go ahead. Well, okay. Okay. Uh, attack me. I mean, uh, I mean what I just said. <laughs> well, I don't think Stan's associated with the NRA. He may, Stan is not associated with the NRA. He may be a member. That I don't know. But <laughs> if Stan's not a member of the NRA, I will send him $50. Okay. Because oh, he should be a member. I'm not a member. Send me 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah, Stan's <laughs> clacking. Stan's canceling. No, uh, I used to be a member, but, but when, when they got to the point where they said, you know, uh, no, no rational. Any kind of gun law, any kind of anything is irrational. It just creates a great throwback on on, on responsible gun owners, of which I am one. And I, you know, um, but the thing is, you talk about trying to prevent, prevent, prevent. The way to prevent is to make it illegal for anyone under age twenty-one to have an assault-style weapon. Why, why should anyone under twenty-one? Why should anyone over twenty-one, for that matter? But I'm willing to compromise. Why should anyone under 21 have an assault-style weapon? Just because they want to go out and plink with it? Well, what, uh, if you, what if about... If you can afford to go out and shoot your assault-style weapon, uh, you know, praise to you, because a box of shells is probably about 20 bucks, and you shoot off that in about 15 seconds. What about the but kids? Anyway, what about um, the kids who join the military? They're 18 years old. They have far more dangerous weaponry, and suppose they're on their own. Then, when they're on their own time, they want to buy a gun. You're saying they shouldn't? They should be allowed to have one in the military. I, I would give an exception for that. Okay, again, because the military would have trained them and also vetted them through their own process, their own testing, their own their own training. I, I would give an exception for that. Again, Joe, I'm willing to compromise here. I'm not. I'm just saying that to have blanket that the kid like the one in Texas that on his 18th birthday can go out and buy not one but two with very little checks and Stan said most of these kids have involvement with with uh, with the legal system I would say most of them have it most of them have trouble with school but school doesn't necessarily raise the level of, of being a juvenile record that's your school record that's totally separate it's impossible to have all the information you need to prevent this from happening so the way to do it is to say, okay, from this point forward, just like with handguns, just like with alcohol, because we know those are, are potential problem areas for people under 21 and making responsible decisions, 
Don't sell you know, assault weapons. If you can't buy a handgun, you shouldn't be able to buy assault style weapons. Hold on or that call back. Problem. Hold on or call back. Yeah, you and Tom, okay. or you and Tom, Tom, you hang on or call back too. We'll get you right after the news. I hung up on him anyway. So I guess I decided. You're a nasty person. I am. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. This is News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. WKOK News Time. It is 9 a.m. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe. Yep. Good morning. How, Good. how are you today? I'm doing perfect. How Good about you? Are you all right? I'm fine. A little you. wound up today? Not at all. I'm calm as can be. <laughs> yeah, you just keep telling yourself that. <laughs> it's called mindfulness. All right, super. Yeah, Joe's being mindful over there. Uh, but uh, we're enjoying open phones. Enjoy the conversation as it related to potential changes in gun laws. I still don't think anything's going to happen, but they're at least talking about it in Washington, D.C. and Harrisburg. So maybe something's going to happen. Maybe relaxing gun laws. Maybe that would help. Maybe Lawrence's cockamamie mandatory carry system is where we should go. That cockamamie way. is the operative word there. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, at least to everybody, would you burgle a house if you knew everybody inside was armed? Would you mug a person if you knew they Would you they burgle were a house if you knew everybody inside had the bubonic plague? No. Maybe we ought to have everybody be a germ carrier so people will stay away from them. Hmm. Maybe coat the windows and doors with the plague so that when they touch it, they get it. That's an interesting idea. Okay. So we have two cockamamie ideas going this morning. We'd love to get your view on those. One is plaguing your door, and the other is plaguing our society, which is gun violence. So what's your view on how to fix these things? 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, We are hardly plagued by, but we are pleased by the Sunbury Motor Company being our sponsor. Uh, www.sunburymotors.com is a great way to start your next car purchase. we got all four lines open right now, so dial us up. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. I'm Statler. He's Waldorf, and we are a bunch of old guys. All right. More details out on the critical injury sustained by a Middleburg man after what state police called a high-speed motorcycle crash Monday evening happened near Sealands Grove. Troopers say 39-year-old Adam Hummel speeding west on University Avenue when he crashed. There were rumors of a high-speed chase at that time. This may coincide with that crash, but police aren't commenting. Numerous volunteers and uh, career first responders went to that crash. Northumberland County gave out about half of their $8 million in ARPA funding yesterday handing out checks to local municipalities. Here's Sam Shikitano. One of the ways we decided to do that was giving municipalities money towards projects that the local municipalities would have had to raise taxes to get these done. And a lot of it was used for sewer projects, water projects, stormwater projects. 
Sam Shikatano says the city of Sunbury receiving the most funding and will give it about $1.5 million. You can read lots more about that, including the list of municipal distributions at WDKOK.com. Brian Cutler, the State House Speaker in Harrisburg, said he was on the list of individuals harassed by the Trump administration after the November 2020 election. Uh, Giuliani continued to call even after he was told by Cutler that there was no way that they could change the outcome of the election and that despite some last-minute changes by the administration in the election, the House GOP, well, all of the House and the Senate were unable to change the outcome of the election, but said even though told that Giuliani continued to call. Republicans, so this is, you followed this in Harrisburg, Associated Press reporting State House Republicans blocked a proposal to prevent those from ages 18 to 21 from possessing assault-style rifles Tuesday by completely changing the bill into a constitutional amendment to allow anyone to carry concealed weapons with or without a permit. It was the second week in a row that Republicans and the Judiciary Committee used their majority to defeat a Democratic proposal to address gun violence. The bill would have prevented individuals under the age of 21 from purchasing, possessing, or transporting the types of weapons that have been used in mass killings around the U.S. The so-called constitutional carry idea has wide support among the legislature's Republicans, but a bill to allow it was vetoed by the governor. So, a Democratic representative called the unfettered right to bear arms a myth that leads to the type of violence as seen in the Wild West. He said, quote, we can all say we want to see how guns can make people safer, but they said there's a whole lot of other ways to make us safer. In the meantime, Mark Sims followed some more reaction from Democrats, saying they're not happy with that change in that proposal. Majority Republicans gutted a Democratic bill which sought to prevent persons under the age of 21 from possessing assault weapons, replacing it with language to allow for the concealed carry of a firearm without a permit. Representative Emily Kincaid says this action is counter to what the legislature should be doing to combat gun violence. This is not what we're supposed to be taking up. We should be talking about actually addressing whether or not 18 to 20-year-olds should have assault weapons. And I think as recent events indicate, the answer to that is no. But we're instead doing permitless concealed carry again. This is ridiculous. Governor Tom Wolf previously vetoed legislation to allow for the concealed carry of a firearm without a permit. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Yeah, I had to combine about four stories to try to get both sides of that <laughs> involved in here. Uh, WHTM reporting. Have you ever met Sylvia Rambo? Um, you ever go no, in front of her? No, I have not gone in front of Judge Rambo. <laughs> well, not as a criminal, but as a witness or no, know, never an advocate or something. Nope. The new federal courthouse in Harrisburg will be named after the longtime local judge, Sylvia Rambo. She says it's just one of the many firsts that she's enjoyed in her life. She was the first common pleas court judge in Dauphin County to be a woman, the first federal court judge in the Middle District to be a woman. She's now 86 years old and still on the job. Okay, wow. you got that? She's that old. hard working. And finally, for the first time in 18 years, we will see a parade of planets. Yeah, they've been rehearsing this this month. You've seen individual (laughs) planets. But now they are going to line up this week. They actually were lined up this morning, but you couldn't see them because of the clouds. Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, plus the moon, all lined up in a pre-sunrise. You've got to get up around 4 o'clock to see it. But Thursday night and Friday night, Joe Lundberg says we should have enough clearing so that we'll be able to see this. Uh, Get your 
uh, binoculars out too and you'll even see it even better half the solar system on display at the same time in one morning so how about that step right up see your planets for free fantastic look out the window but you won't be able to see earth while you're looking at these well, I can if I look down at the ground. Right. Just look, <laughs> hold up the mirror. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Joe, if you were on hold earlier, thank you for waiting, and thanks for calling back. You're on the mark. Right. Uh, no, I wasn't, but, uh, yeah, I just got on. So, all right. Uh, yeah, well, on the, uh, the gun laws that they're trying to uh, materialize here, but uh, it was good to hear from... Uh, Eric the Red, after his uh, recharge over in uh, Europe, uh, getting uh, more uh, communist ideas. Uh, but his his question was why why would a uh, an eighteen year old? Uh, uh, I don't okay. remember exactly. What he, he almost said, made me choke on my why coffee. Why would an eighteen year old need a? Go ahead. I said, you almost made me choke up my coffee. I took a sip as you went into the uh, Eric the Red oh. remarks. Oh. Sorry, it was a mistake. Oh, all right. Well, anyhow. Uh, but he asked the question, why would a, a, a 18 or 21-year-old uh, want or, you know, need to have a... I think he said need to have. But I guess he doesn't ever read the Constitution that it's a constitutional right. Well... Of the United I don't know States about that. that have bare arms that's not infringed upon. And I called yesterday, and I got half. Of, I took about half of the time for my view, and I, 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 I was a little bit. I, I think I've heard Stan talk on this subject before, but I was a little bit surprised that you know he was also in favor of uh, exposing the juvenile records to the extent I, I might even be a little bit more. Where I, I, I would like. People in general, or you know, to know about these children, and Joe had brought up. I know we go to extremes to make uh, a point. So Joe said, "Well, he doesn't particularly want a child who broke a window, maybe you know, to to have that exposed to the public or something." But why would that hurt a child if the rest of his record indicates? Say he's 14 years old, and a bunch of kids at Halloween broke some, and then he goes on. And he, he really doesn't have anything wrong with the school record. He doesn't, you know, maybe he goes on to college or goes and he looks for a job and there's nothing wrong. But the other kid that we really want to know about, you know, has a collection of neighborhood cat heads, you know, in the garage. That Now, that's, I, I wouldn't mind knowing about both. Uh, you know, that, that's my point of exposing juvenile records. This one's for you, To an extent, and I asked yesterday, when did it ever start? Why did we ever... I, I can't imagine that society always kept that from the general public. If it takes a village, a village should know what these kids are doing so the, the village can correct them at, at any time. But basically that... And, and then also you and I had talked, Mark, about... You said about training. You know, he had a carve-out for... You know, well, Joe said about, well, why would you, uh, because the kids can go, or 18-year-old can be in, in the draft. But, you know, I said the other week that, you know, that this uh, Ian Long and uh, Esteban Santiago were both military, plus uh, Timothy McVeigh. Why do you think that being having military training would stop you from being a mass shooter? That that well, doesn't pan out statistically for sure. And I said then that military veterans are not more prone to 
doing that, they fall into the same category. I don't want to, and I didn't want to then to make it out as if, uh, you know, they're they're more susceptible to mass shooting. That's not true, but they're at the same rate. So training does not prevent you from being a mass shooter, if that's Eric's idea. I, I or, you know, you had mentioned it also. Well, just in fairness, Eric the Red got his name not because of his communist proclivities, but because of the color of his hair. Oh, uh, I, I never met I never met him, so I didn't know that. Well, he so. founded the first oh, settlement well, in Green, Greenland. Forgive me, because, <laughs> you know, I see that They're it's not a about problem because he called yes. Joseph, Old Testament Joseph, so I thought name-calling or <laughs> IDing people on the phone could be all right. Well, that, yeah, that you did it. <laughs> but, uh, you know... And I I know Joseph called back to, you know, make a comment on that. But, yeah, so I I didn't know that. Uh, Well, then, hmm, I'll have to rethink that. Okay. We don't know whether the other Eric's hair is red or not. But it may be on fire at the moment because he wants another minute. Oh, okay. And uh, maybe I'll call back then. Fair enough. Hey, that's what we're here for. Thank you, so. Thanks you for calling in. All right. I, the call screen says Eric the Red, so I have to pick it up that way. My wife and I are laughing hysterically down here because that is funny. we were actually on a Viking cruise over in Europe. So maybe I am Eric the Red. Yeah, Eric the Red was a Viking, had nothing to do with communism, and neither does my perspective have to do with communism. Since when does someone who, every time someone raises an issue which goes contrary to what the far right wants to or believes they have to pontificate, we become communists. Why? Because it's a knee-jerk reaction to try to get a knee-jerk reaction from those folks who don't understand the issues. Well, you of call course, back in, this in a country, big hurry. If you call someone a communist, you immediately say, well, that's anti-American. No, I am pro-American, but I'm pro-kids. Let's take, do what we have to for the name of everything to protect our kids from killing our own kids. Does that make me a, communism, a what, communist? What if your kids are unborn? Do you protect them then? In most cases, yes, but as I've said on this show, I don't believe in, and again, here we are, switching issues. Let's let's go back to the issue. <laughs> okay, back to guns. Right, right, okay? Well, I think so you're in safe ground. how does my view on wanting our kids who, whose brains are still developing, now I, I'm a student of psychology and developmental psychology specifically, and it's been proven after test after test, kids' brains are not fully developed in our society before age 21, 22. Why? Because that's the way we are set up. Mm-hmm. Is it any? Is it then any surprise that so many of these mass killings happen from kids going back to their school killing other kids? You don't hear these kids going out except for that crazy kid up in uh, up in Minnesota who starts shooting up the protest. Uh, they, they go after what they know. They go at, so the only way to prevent this, and we talk about well, they miss this, they miss that. What all right, we, uh, you're only supposed to get a minute anyway. See, like all communists, you t- you take Eric. Eric, like all communists, you took more than you've been given. You're well over a minute. <laughs> Thank Wait you, a sir. Minute. I'm going to take off my shoe and smack it on my my desk here. On the podium. Thank you, Nikita. We appreciate your call. <laughs> Thank you for the reference. Thank yes. you, gentlemen. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Got open phones. We're going to hit the break shortly. Joe, read something in front of you. That's all new. Okay. All right, Eric. You want everything to start at age twenty-one? Then that includes. Voting. 
voting and military service because if an 18-year-old doesn't have all the adult rights, then he has none of them, I guess. Again, Eric is wrong, and yes, I'm a member of the NRA. What part of shall not be infringed? Don't you understand, Eric? And let's see. That info is available to the DMV, yet there are criminal... Oh, I'm sorry. This is first one. Joe, what is the penalty for a 16-year-old arrested for underage drinking and then obtaining a driver's license? If they don't have it, they don't get it. Uh, the info is available to the Department of Motor Vehicles, yet their criminal record isn't available to the cops to prevent a firearms purchase. Mm. That's a problem. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. We'll take a quickie break. We've got two more emails that are 100% brand new. We're going to look at those when we get back. And we'd love you to be in queue on the phone. So call us 1-800-795-9565. I think we're talking about gun rights. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> we're kind of meandering here. But uh, 1-800-795-9565. We're talking about communists and Vikings. Well, but, you know, we have a a, a gun law bill that's making its way through the uh, legislature that involves funding for red flags, which, of course, you'll never see one of those in Pennsylvania. Well, you didn't weigh in on this non, you know, this uh, Republican uh, effort to make uh, universal carry without a license. Where do you stand on that Mm. as a gun owner? Just out of curiosity. I I would say I probably don't favor that. Uh, But if you believe everybody should be packing, isn't that the easiest way to get them to do it? Um, well, that's cockamamie, Joe. Really, try to. It's your this idea. Is, don't this blame is reality, me. <laughs> Joe. Um, I, I like the background check system. I think it works. It certainly screens out a lot of people who probably should be ineligible. So I would probably not favor concealed carry without a permit. You can do open carry without a permit. You might as well just carry openly. <laughs> you know. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We will be right back. Bill Brennan hated almost everything. We're on the air, buddy. <laughs> but that's no big revelation. Oh, he hated me. <laughs> so, all right. Bill was, Bill was quite a character. Great, great leader for the chamber during his years. All right. Well, you were off mic. No one really heard it, but now they know. Okay. All right. 1 800 795 9565 is the telephone number. We've been talking about the gun law changes that are making their way through the U.S. Congress. And at the same time, there's a, what, a red flag law funding measure that's in there. More funding, billions for mental health is in there. And some other changes. Uh, Shoring up schools, hardening schools, as they call it, is in there. But, uh, of course, opening up juvenile records to the national background check system so that you can see if a juvenile had a record that showed um, either anything or violent thing. That's kind of where we ended up arguing. How open is open when it comes to juvenile records? I've heard all the the liberal lady that you had on the news saying, this is ridiculous. Hmm. Uh, Where is she when it comes to people like the DA and Los Angeles, uh, letting all these people oh, off who should be opposed. locked, who yeah, should be locked really up. That. And the Philadelphia DA there. Right. I mean, let's face it. A lot of these people them. who commit these crimes, would, would we'd be a lot safer if these people were in jail and not on the streets. And so right. if you want to start, you know, harassing juveniles for... But I just don't see... You, you elect somebody to go to Harrisburg and to do their job, and then at the same time, uh, they, you know, they so she proposes this and somebody else proposes that that might make us safer, or, or you know, maybe it won't. It should at least be debated. They won't even debate it. But it, And then somebody comes along and says, well, I'd love to let you debate that or impose that law, but the Philadelphia DA and the Los Angeles DA are both terrible. So... <laughs> Until you switch to Republican, we're not going to well, let you that's talk. That's just an excuse. I mean, let's face it. Nobody, the people who are the uh, supporting the gun lobby don't want anything. 
The people who are on the other side of it want everything. I'm sta- I'm one of these people. Anything. I'm one of these people in the middle. I think there are things that could be done, should be done, that protect the rights of the people to own firearms. Legitimate firearm users have every right to keep those guns, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. But we have all have a vested interest in getting illegal guns off the street and stopping people from mental illnesses from shooting up schools. Now we can't do that. You know the old expression: you can't make an omelet without breaking eggs. Somebody's egg is going to get broken. Yeah, but I don't necessarily. Yeah, I guess. Well, I guess you could say that about a red flag law. If somebody loses their guns temporarily and it's, it's deemed inappropriate and they're returned, we'll get them back. <laughs> Well, for some folks, you'd be hauling out 20 or 30 or 40 guns. Okay, but so so what do they lose if five or ten days later it's found that it shouldn't have been done and that they're giving their guns back? But on the other hand, you know, Stan always makes that argument, taking the legitimate guns away from people. But what if they are actually a menace to society or a menace to someone well, else? and see, this has always been my argument about red flag laws. We should have that debate. Now that uh, a dozen states, maybe 20, have red flag laws, we know how they've performed, how they've worked. Do we think that they made it safer. It's hard to prove a negative, so I can say, well, you know, nothing happened while they didn't have their guns, so nothing would have happened. I get that. I get that you can't prove that. But have they performed satisfactorily? Have death rates gone down? You know, our society's getting more violent, so sometimes even though you take an action, the death rate doesn't go down. So, but I, I think it should be debated. But in Harrisburg, you cannot have that debate. You know, these red flag laws or other measures go to committee and they bottle them up. And then if they somehow emerge from committee, as you saw in Harrisburg yesterday, they took all the text of the old bill and flopped in new text that relates to a, a concealed carry without a permit constitutional amendment. Well, I think they should all be funeral directors in Harrisburg because they're great at burying stuff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. If, do you agree with the sense if people knew what's not happening in Harrisburg, they would be appalled? I think people would be upset about it. All I mean, the things I, that I are look at not proposed and not debated. Simple pieces of legislature correcting inequities that have existed for years, you know, and can't make it out. Can't make it out. I mean, they just get bottled up in committee, and then someone says, "Oh, well, it's it's not our fault." Then not somebody else says, "Well, if the leadership wanted it to move, it would move." Right. But then the leadership doesn't want it to move because then everybody would have to go on the record and cast a vote. And then Senator Gordon's in leadership. So how do we? You well, know, the Senate's not the problem. I don't think so much as the House is, because okay. the Senate usually does pass reasonable, and they find some bipartisan agreement. Uh, the House seems more partisan, but that's the way it was intended to be. All right, one 800 Joe from Sunbury calling back. Uh, I think you get a minute. No, he was, the other was another Joe. Oh, okay. All right, go oh, ahead. One minute. Oh, minute. one more. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, some of the things that, I, I didn't have Eric, uh, Mixed up with Eric the Red, or Eric, you know the the Viking. I, that wasn't my reference. My the Red <laughs> meaning uh, Eric the Communist. So anyhow, I, I might uh, I, I did rethink that a little bit. So now uh, he will be Eric the Fed because he thinks the United States government can solve all these problems, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that he was a government employee, but not a hundred percent sure. That's but if you do take these, I'm having a bad connection. But if you do take these, and and you know, not let kids eighteen to twenty one uh, buy these uh, assault type rifle, uh, rifles or assault rifles, I think he calls them. Uh, so, say in the near or distant future that we see t- statistics that mass shooters are the age of 21 to 26 
What do you think Eric's uh, remedy would be then? <laughs> well, I think, uh, let me speak for Eric the Red. When I tell you that, I, I think... No, he's not Eric the Red, he's Eric the Fed. Oh, Eric the Fed, he revised it. Okay. He revised it, yes. Well, uh, Try to stay with us here, Mark. I think Eric and a lot of smart people, Republicans and Democrats, would, oh, whoa, whoa. would be very interested in, in what, if there's any changes in gun laws, they can make us safer. You know, that's Senator Toomey's line from, what, 2013 or something. And, of course, the federal, the U.S. Congress said no to those things. So it had its opportunity, and it died. But you're trying to, these people that say, okay, well, just as Joe pointed out, well, they can't do any change at all whatsoever, at all, to gun laws at all. That takes away, like Congressman Keller, see, he's going to vote no on this package in Washington, D.C., because he doesn't think, he's afraid that law abiding citizens will lose some of their rights. You know, it's a valid argument and he's a representative and he's probably representing a lot of people. But I think Eric and a lot of smart people and Joe included and me included would be in favor of having a robust, open discussion about things that could potentially make us safer. I've even said about the even me with my my first anybody wants to argue it. My first reaction is infringed upon what don't you understand right so that's been my stance but with with things coming and people are really pressing for discussion i think uh, like you were saying not laws right away not knee-jerk laws like banned anybody from 18 to 21 i think that's a knee-jerk reaction that could uh, eventually ban 21 to 26 and then 26 to 30 so anyhow but yeah discussion is fine and and i and to me be on board with uh I don't want due process eliminated because of, you know, exposed juvenile oh, records. The minute. person okay. still yeah. has due process ahead of that. All right, that, we got that, you, Joe. Eric the Red, he took more time than we said he could have, All and right, you yeah, did too. I, I know my minute. I'll let uh, other callers, but <laughs> I just wanted to get in on that. And okay. anyhow, Bernie Sanders also took a honeymoon in uh, communist Russia. Okay. So <laughs> Thanks a lot. All right. Noted. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Joseph from Milton, PA. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Yes. Good morning, gentlemen. Um, yes, I wanted to comment, comment on the guns and gun laws and uh, as to how they should be used. Uh, I probably have over 50 guns. Now, I never take any of those guns and turn them on a human being, uh, even if he broke into my house. And uh, someone will raise their eyebrows and say, oh, what, wouldn't he protect his family? Well, I have protection. I have divine protection. I have angels that watch over us, okay? Now, my point is simply this, that most Christians in the Civil War, the Second World War, the First World War, were killing one another, German Christians against American Christians, British Christians against uh, uh, Italian Christians, and back and forth it went. I cannot understand something, and this is what I uh, have a problem with. Now, the guy uh, calls me Old Testament Joseph. <laughs> In the Old Testament, they branded the sword pretty, uh, pretty readily. You know what I'm saying? But I'm a, I'm a New Testament guy. I'm, I'm a whole scriptural guy. And my Savior says, love your enemies. Go the extra mile. If he smites you on one cheek, turn the other. What's Even that got to do with up- gun control? What's that got to do with gun He's laws? He's getting there. Well, I'm He's just saying, there. hold it one. I'm just saying that I, I, I wanted to put this out here to all the Christians who are listening, and there are many. You two are Christians, both of you guys, right? Right. Yeah, and yet you would, you would uh, go along with someone 
shooting someone if they broke into your house or if uh, Russians invaded us, you would go along with shooting them uh, in the name of patriotism or in the name of a citizen of the United States. When you, you claim to be a Christian, okay, you, then you're supposed to follow the Savior. And he said, don't do that. Even Peter, he rebuked him when he tried to defend him. So World War II came, was wrong? When they came to kill him. He so, drew out his sword and was going to kill the high Joseph, priest servant, but he knocked his ear off. Joseph. And Yeshua said, put that thing Joseph, away. Joseph. So World War II was wrong, was it? No, no, no. And oh, it has to be. People, people shot, Christian shot people. Everything. I believe that the Almighty uh, used the Allies to defeat Nazi Germany. And, and by having them kill each, and, kill them, by having them kill them, not by having them send flowers or read scripture to them. I believe in the death penalty. Absolutely. Okay? But as a believer, this is where you draw the line. As a believer, you and I uh, cannot be participate in that. Because one time they, <laughs> the disciples wanted to enter into Samaria and they wouldn't receive him. They come back and say, should we call fire out of heaven? <laughs> the Savior looked at him and said, you don't know what spirit you are of. Gentlemen, wake up. Well, what about the Revolutionary we, we are War? We another spirit. We, 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 <laughs> we pray for our enemies. We, we do good to them that persecute us. Yeah, we also shoot uh, them if they happen to oppose us. We did that in the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, the War of 1812. That, I could not have partaken in that if I were back then. You understand? So I then could you not would... take up a weapon and shoot a German Christian, or a, a, a French Christian, or whatever, a Japanese Christian. I could not do that. Well, could you, this is against uh, the royal law. Well, could you shoot a Japanese uh, Shintoist? No, I couldn't do that. I couldn't take, well, I you couldn't just, take you the said life Christian. of another human being. Okay. Create the image of Yahweh. I'm not allowed to do that. But he, uh, he uses people to do those things, that his own people, born-again people, filled with the Spirit cannot participate in that type of thing. That, the <laughs> disciples didn't. No Christian that I ever read in Fox's Book of Martyrs or John Shaw's Book of Christian Martyrs ever took up arms against the Roman government that fed them to lions and, and uh, the Catholic Church that killed them in the Crusades and Inquisition. They never fought back. The true believers that were filled with the Spirit. Now others fought back that didn't have His Spirit, but the, the Spirit of Yahweh in me will not allow me to hurt another human being. I see. Well, I'm I'm called to love. Let me say tell you we're darn fortunate you weren't the only thing standing between us and the Nazis, Joseph. Thanks oh, for yeah. calling. And, and that <laughs> hey, he 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 raises up armies. He raises up police forces to mm -hmm. take care of those things. He's and right. even executions. <laughs> I believe in capital punishment. Uh, I believe that uh, as long as you don't have to do it, death row ought to be put to death if they're found guilty. As long as and you don't have to do delayed. it, as long as you don't have to do it, right? As long as I don't, I could not do it. Does they the word people gotcha. to do those jobs? Does the All word right. hypocrite sound familiar? To oh, you? come on, Joe! <laughs> well, you're, no, you're saying you you believe it should be done, but you wouldn't want to do it. That doesn't make no, sense. No, I can't do it because I have a different spirit. His spirit in me is a spirit of love, and and and. Hey, if someone smacks you on one side, you got to turn the other side. Well, if the world, that's, if pretty, the that's pretty drastic. <laughs> if the world were only inhabited by Josephs, we would all be ending the program. It would with, be a better world, yes. We'd all not be conscientious objectors. Not because of me, but because of my Savior, who commands me not to do that, we'd, not to We'd take be saluting high Hitler at the end of the show. Right. Oh, no, actually, we have an English accent. All that's right, true. thank you, Joseph. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be better if we love one another? 
It would be. But it's hard to love somebody when they drop bombs on you, you know, like the Japanese did in Pearl Harbor in World War II. All right, enough. You guys several thousand American troops. She said, what would you do if the Russians invaded? Well, I said I'd have to prepare a meal and take it out to him because he said if your enemy hungers, feed him. There you go. All right. Thank you, Jason. I don't know what you're saying. Thank you, sir. Mine says, smite thy enemy. No, both of you. <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> Upper right-hand corner, Joe. Okay. EB says, more no, bombs... Wait, stop, stop, stop. Lower right-hand corner, and then you that takes us... You told me upper right-hand corner. I know, corner. then that takes us off of guns. <laughs> okay. Unless people get Congress to change laws on guns, you ju- you're just wasting your breath. Call your elected officials. Thanks, right. Bob. And that's the last remark we have in the building about guns. Next up, January 6th. Got a couple of remarks there. We're going to read those shortly here. We're going to take the last break of the morning. 1-800-795-9565. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, to welcome back uh, lower right-hand corner, Joe. Uh, Joseph has love but hates gays or homosexuals. All right, that's an observation from one of our listeners. Uh, Judy from Sunbury, go right ahead. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm listening to all the talk about guns. I would really like to hear the statistics about how many children have been killed by guns and how many have died from illegal drugs. I'd really like to see those compared. Now, I'm, and as far as dealing with these dru- the guns and the drugs, start where it begins, where you can really do some, make an impact at the border. Rather than try and take guns from people who legally should have them, according to our Constitution, do something about the illegals. And nobody wants to touch that. Does that have anything to do with maybe threats from the cartels? I don't know. It seems really odd, though, that nobody wants to address the real issue of illegal drugs and guns coming into this country through the border. Well, that is a concern. There's just no doubt about that, and yet the Biden administration seems to have no desire to do anything with it. Do we have illegal guns coming? Well, that's what I say. Yeah. Are there threats from the cartel? I don't think we have illegal that have guns anything, uh, that's only a question. coming over the Mexican Does that border. have anything to do with it? I don't know. But there's some reason that they want to take guns from people who deserve to have them, and yet they won't touch the illegal things coming through the border. Well, I think we have illegal people, and we have illegal drugs coming into the U.S. over the border, but I don't think we have guns coming into the U.S. We manufacture $762 million oh, yeah, per day. Oh, yeah. Well, that's where these ghost guns are coming through. 
from Mexico. That's what they it's are. They're, the ghost guns are coming through the border. They're bringing a lot of guns through the border. I don't know about that. I'd love to see the statistics on that. It's hard to read this graph, but in answer to your question... Well, you think they're going to give you statistics on it? No, I don't think so. The leading causes of death among children and adolescents in the United States, 1999 through 2020. In 2020, apparently that was the last year, firearm-related deaths and injuries far outstrip drug overdose and poisoning. So and that was of what day? That between the years 1999 and 2020. So that's the drug. Well, yeah, drugs are a big issue. That uh, was long before the, all this fentanyl started coming through. Yeah, I think well, we twenty twenty is the last. Twenty twenty is the last year of the study, and that's the that's the one I was reading. Firearms right, far exceeded right. uh, drugs. Uh, yeah, that was for twenty twenty. But things have, I think, changed. I would like to see updated statistics on that. Yeah. Okay. Fire, right. uh, drugs. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just upset about them trying to take guns from people who legally, according to our Constitution, can have them. Well, you're right. right. That's a problem. You and Fred Keller, baby, he's standing up for you. Yep. Uh, you're, you're in Muser, you t- I think you're in Muser territory. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Judy. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Yeah. I think she's 100% right that we have uh, people coming in illegal and that we have uh, drugs coming in illegal. We know that to be true. But I don't think we have tons of illegal guns coming into the U.S. Well, some of the criminals coming across have guns. Well, that... <laughs> Okay. So there but, are guns coming across. Right. But that's the, our biggest issue is individuals in the U.S. using guns illegally. Right. No that, and ghost guns is just a little asterisk for that. I'm sure we probably export gazillions of guns because we manufacture 999 trillion guns per day in the U.S. So I'm sure we're an exporter, illegally and otherwise, into other countries. I'm sure you're kidding with that number. Oh, no. That's the right number. <laughs> 966 trillion. See, it went up one while we were talking. Chris, thank you so much for calling in. Always glad to hear from you. We always need a finding of fact. I have uh, went back and listened to the show yesterday yeah. where you're talking about the fact that the January 6th hearing is performing a wonderful finding of fact. And I've changed my heart on this. I think you're 100% right. We are getting to some facts. There are ways we could have gotten to more, but this is certainly a satisfactory way to get some information. You're sucking up to him early. No, I just think that, uh, especially the testimony yesterday, if there had been a Republican in the room, they would have been whining and, or, you know, avid Republican. They'd been whining and yelling and not letting, like, Shea and uh, the guy that was talking about talking to uh, House Speaker Cutler. Well, yeah, but they're not not speaking up the way they want to. They were the Republicans who were testifying. The crazy ones. The crazy the ones. Republicans are testifying. Too. Yeah, the crazy uh, ones. I mean, I wanted especially. Well, one thing I wanted to mention first of all, somebody mentioned uh, the uh, 2,000 mules again, and that was one of the things the attorney, ben- attorney general, uh, or ex attorney general, I guess, Barr. Uh, Barr, also said was BS in his uh, testimony. Uh, so if you can't convince Barr that uh, 2,000 mules is right, uh, I don't think it's going anywhere legally very much, and it's not much proof of anything. And the guy who was really a standout yesterday was uh, a very conservative, uh, Rusty Bowers, who was the Speaker of the House in Arizona, and he did... I think people like Dan should uh, listen to his uh, testimony. He uh, he not only uh, didn't participate in it and told Trump no, he also released 
statement on December 4th about what they were doing was wrong and illegal. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that uh, these other people, like Pence's crew or staff that was uh, testimony, testifying and, and Pence himself didn't do, was say, hey, the president's trying to do something illegal. You should stop it. It should be stopped. And he, his testimony was uh, very powerful. He also found out that the Republican National Committee also was pushing the the the, the plan to uh, appoint uh, pseudo electors uh, and get them get them uh, in the system. That's not quite the way uh, I heard that story, which, uh, Chris. Which, I heard uh, White House counsel had. Uh, told the president and his men that that was illegal. The way I heard that story was that they were asked to consider it, not that they ever did anything with it. No, they did They did, They did. did do something. What? I, I forget what now exactly, but uh, they, uh, they, they, uh, they aided in the pushing of it to their, to, to their, to, the, to their members. Well, the story I heard this morning said that they were asked to, but they did not do anything with it. The, the National Committee? Yes. Okay, I'll check on that, because I heard the opposite. Go but, ahead, I just uh, wanted to point that out. And there, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take it under, we'll, we'll throw that in the jump ball category for now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, just hearing from these people is educational in itself. The people who were uh, victimized by it and uh, had their attacks on their homes and everything because of the president's statement. It was... I, I agree. His testimony yesterday, the the gentleman from Arizona, was his testimony was extremely compelling, and there's no doubt that what what we're hearing is troubling to say the very least. But again, I go back to to what end? Are they going to try and criminally prosecute Trump, or are they just trying to smear him so badly that he can never run for public office again? What is the Democrats' end game? Uh, well. It's a it's a multitask thing. It's, uh, yeah, first both. of all, get all the facts and the story out, and uh, what really happened, so it's on record and it's not just uh, anonymous sources or rumors that somebody said something. They're getting these people on the record. They're getting people uh, trying to get people to testify, come in and testify, and either take the Fifth Amendment or or uh, tell, tell the truth about what happened. And a lot of people have been, uh, some people have been telling the truth of what happened. Some couple have taken the Fifth Amendment on a lot of questions. And uh, others have pretty much illegally refused to honor the subpoena. And those places are in, mostly in court already. But the Justice and, Department has to bring those they, suits. They, Congress doesn't have any right to, uh, to uh, they could recommend a prosecution to the Justice Department when it's done, but they can't make the Justice Department do anything. Well, they can issue but a criminal referral. they're collecting information that would compel the, 
Justice Department to do it. They can issue a criminal referral. That's part of what congressional yeah, committees yeah, that's do. All, that's all they can do. Okay. Fair enough. Anything else, sir? Oh, those. Well, if I don't know if uh, Old Testament Joe took it out as an insult, but uh, I didn't mean it. I meant it as just a little joke because I couldn't have wanted to refer to him in particular. And I think he does quote the Old Testament a lot, especially when it comes to homosexual stuff. But maybe I'm confusing callers. <laughs> but, no, uh, I think you're not. <laughs> no, I think, I yeah, think, I think, I you're, think right you're, you're right on the mark there. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I have nothing, you know, I, I respect his position of not wanting to kill people and refusing to and and uh, aiding, their, uh, aiding their enemies. I think that that's, uh, uh, if they're hungry or needy, I, I, I respect that a lot. Well, you and I clash in this show quite often, and I'm hungry. You going to feed me? You if guys you ought to have lunch. Joe, yeah. <laughs> Go up to the mill you're town. Bu- you're buying. I don't think you starve too often. You're, you're buying. I could be wrong about that. Too. Well, check my weight and you'll see I ain't starving. Go Chris. up to Just the mill town <laughs> diner and uh, Chris is buying. I think you enjoy food. Thank you, Chris. You're absolutely correct, sir. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> All right, Take you guys care, have it. We ought to have a big picnic or something. We got to do something. All right, one eight hundred. Our fifteenth anniversary is coming up. That would be a great idea to put in management's heads that we should have a picnic. Okay. Uh, yeah, and you know who has to organize it, right? You. Yeah. So no picnic. <laughs> Tom says all I could say is the topic of the show would not be what is being discussed now if Biden and the Democrats did what Trump and the Republicans did. It's almost like your star callers want to sweep it under the table. Show is very comical nonetheless. <laughs> That's a mixed metaphor, just so you know. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Tom, you could just be the last caller Tom of the day. never met a metaphor he didn't want to mix. <laughs> okay, go ahead, sir. What? Good morning, guys. Uh, as far as I can see, though, the, the committee for January 6th is obviously the most biased that has ever been put together, uh, not allowing any Republicans on it, cherry-picking witnesses. Uh, their their hate of Trump is probably only outweighed by their fear of him. There so are Republicans on it. they could do, they will do. But in the end, it's it's, it's not going to Riders. to bake a hill of beans. I mean, they could refer whatever they but want to to, to Garland. Garland may try to prosecute. It'll end up in court. In the meantime, the country is suffering left and right from all the, the, the contemporary issues. Uh, and I don't mind getting out some of the history. The, the Trump, Trump may just very well have pressured and done anything he could have to bring out what he thought was wrong and bad. But I don't see any illegality that is going to matter any which way. Uh, and again, it, it, once this is over, the Republicans take office in, in November or January after the election, it's going to be a repeat the other way. But don't you think that having uh, urged his supporters to fight like hell, that he bears some responsibility for oh, agitating God. what happened on January sure. 6th? Sure, that I will not deny. But... but he just, it, it, is, it were individuals acting, and the minority of them, it, it is just so small compared to what did go on there. 
Yeah, that's the least of it. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I mean, uh, you can tell me all day long I should throw a bomb at somebody, but I know what's right and what's wrong, and I know I shouldn't do it. So I agree with you. His supporters uh, maybe were led the wrong way, but, you know, when I tell you that the election has been stolen, that the country's in danger, and that if you really love this country, you're going to support me and we're going to take the country back, that's inciting to riot, in my opinion. I don't know if it's inciting the riot, Joe. I do believe he, he misled people and steered them up, but I couldn't say it's inciting a riot. And, uh, I, I mean, if you look now, just what happened, uh, what, with this, uh, this goofy comedian's people who are in there, they're not touching them at all. And they've been in there knocking on doors. They were, they were told by police to get out. They went back in. Uh, what, what's the system doing about them? Nothing. And they can obviously be charged with the same charges that most of these people from January 6th were. And they should be. They well, should they be. won't be, though. That's the double standard. Yeah, That's why this comedy, means so little when you're going to have it all one-sided. Because comedy and Democrats go together. All right, we got Indeed. you, Tom. The insult dog <laughs> deserves to be locked up. That's who was yep. in there. What's his name? I forget his, the dog's name. Something the insult dog. I have no idea. I don't know, the Indian head guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. You're asleep during Col- Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Tom. You're asleep during Colbert anyway. You shouldn't know anything about right. I saw. Go I saw on, the coverage. I saw the coverage of it on TV. Uh, lower right-hand corner. Under Biden, though, the border security is doing everything in his power to stop fentanyl into the USA. Really? <laughs> I don't think that's true. No, I, I think that's. I think if you were doing everything patently false possible to stop fentanyl from coming into the U.S., I think it'd be significantly it. reduced. Well, I don't know if you could stop it. I think if you're a clever smuggler, you'll find some way somehow. But just sending people over the border illegally carrying it is uh, the easiest way to do it. Uh, one of our listeners has the statistic. How do you want to read this, Joe? It's lengthy. Well, we're running out of time, but we'll, we'll take one. Five years ago, just under 4,000 children and teens up to the age of 17 were killed or injured by gun violence, according to the Gun Violence Archive. By the end of last year, that number was up 43% to 5,692. Some 1,560 of these children and teenagers died. All right, we'll talk so about So far the... in 2022, at least 653 uh, children and teens in the U.S. have been killed by guns. Are you happy then? There's a lot more to it. We'll read the rest tomorrow. Okay. Actually, we'll read the beginning part again. We'll read it all. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Hey, uh, Joe, we got open phones tomorrow. Might hear from a CBS expert, so we'll see who's available tomorrow morning. You're listening to WDK OK Sunbury.